solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Locked On Texans fans. It's your boy, Justin Sports Guy Hickman, here for another episode of the Locked On Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. We are free and available on all major platforms and, of course, YouTube. So don't forget to subscribe to YouTube online. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car Wherever need, visit rockauto.com and tell them the Locked On Texans sent you their way. You guys know what it is. I can't do this show by myself. I wouldn't even think about doing this show by myself. On the other side of me, my man, my brother, my co-host, Cody Davis, what we got for today's episode? Yes, sir. And on this Tuesday installment of Locked People On Texans. People pissed off at David Cully. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I mean, a lot of people felt like that um, on yesterday, as a matter of fact. So you wasn't wrong by shouting that out. But on this Susan installment of Locked On Texans, we're going to dive into some of the issues that's going on with the Houston Texans offense. And I believe that the Houston Texans are actually using their tight ends incorrectly. And then we're going to close out this latest installment of Locked On Texans. Look, this is a team that is riding a three-game losing streak. And they have just concluded one of, if not their worst loss in franchise history. But the Houston Texans are not giving up on the season. So we're going to talk about what we're going to we're going to go back to some things that they talked about doing their media availability on yesterday. We had an opportunity to hear from David Johnson and he has some very interesting things. I would like to say words of encouragement. But at the same time, I think they might be aiming the bar a little bit too high. But to get this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans kicked off, ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned on yesterday, we had an opportunity to hear from the Houston Texans following their 40 to nothing defeat coming at the hands of the Buffalo Bills. And we all know that rookie quarterback Davis Mills did not show up at all throughout the game. And the number one topic surrounding this team, not heading only into, did he not show up. He didn't show promise. He didn't show. Didn't he didn't show, show any reason for people to have faith in him. No, sir. Oh, and of course, with Davis Mills struggling, Tyrod Taylor still on the shelf. Jeff Driscoll is possibly going to be worse than Davis Mills, and we all know about the situation that's going on with Deshaun Watson. Everyone wanted to know whether or not the Houston Texans were going to bring in a quarterback at least a quarterback that can hold this team together until the return of Tyrod Taylor. And ladies and gentlemen, I hate to say it, but the answer is no. On Monday morning, David Culley said that this team has had no talks about the possibility of bringing in an additional quarterback. He also said in the middle of giving us an update on Tyrod Taylor, he said that the Houston Texans do hope to have Taylor back in the next couple of weeks. However, with Tyrod Taylor being on IR, the rule is that he must miss three weeks. Going into this game against the New England Patriots, this will be the third game that he missed. However, given the update that David Cully gave on yesterday, it lets me know that Tyrod, he's still dealing with this grade two hamstring strain that he might not be available come week six. 
the next game that they have, which will be against the Indianapolis Colts. John, listeners, Texans still not interested in bringing back another quarterback. Absolutely dissatisfying to hear. That's plenty. Totally agree. And, and I'm looking it up right now. So if you guys can give me just one moment so I can make sure that I have it correctly here. Right now, Jacksonville is 0-4. Indy is 1-3. Houston is 1-3. And the Tennessee Titans are 2-2. Two two. Okay. Now, Tyrod Taylor wasn't expected to be back. He was expected to miss four to five games. So he's still right on track. Right after the Patriot game, that'll be the third game. And then I think for game four is where they can kind of evaluate whether or not he can get back on that field. And that would that'll be, be against, against Indy. Indy, which I think, you know, in the early season, if you can kind of weather the storm a little bit, you beat Indy, maybe you get a change of direction for whatever the season can be. The problem with that is that would be kind of rushing him still at a quarterback his age. And so you're looking at the grand scale of everything. You're looking at the roster. You're looking at the needs. You're looking at how you can improve. And there's no possible way that you come out of that by saying we're not going to go sign a backup quarterback. You know, because you see I didn't even mention a quarterback to start or a quarterback to compete. But let's face it. Right now, Davis Mills is going to be the starting quarterback for the next couple of games. It is mm-hmm. what it is. That's the reality of the situation. Also, the reality, the reality of the situation is not only are they not doing justice by how they're calling plays, but they're also not doing justice by not finding him relief. You know, hmm. I, I, don't, I don't see an old football head say this a lot. If a kid's having a bad game, let him keep having it. I don't see a use in that. I don't see any good use coming out of that. I think at certain points when you're having an abysmal game, like Davis Mills did, pull him. Let them see things differently from the sideline. And then I would be okay with starting him the next week. I'm okay with that. But what can he – like, if you put in Jeff Driscoll, then I think that's the immediate stamp. This season is over. Hmm. And then one and three, second in the AFC South right now, the season isn't technically over, right? We just started. All right? Uh, game game against uh, the Patriots be week five out of 17 – out of 18, I'm sorry. Because we have 17 games now, so you get the ball week. I don't like that decision. I don't at all. And to me, that decision is just it highlights what we here at the Locked On Texans have been saying ever since Nick Serio gave us their quote on evaluation comparing to uh wins and which which one of the two is being prioritized. But I would make the case an argument against how can you get a real evaluation if you're not bringing in a player to affect the position that can evaluate multiple, that can help you help you evaluate other units. So Davis Mills, are we going to get a full evaluation of, out of the wide receiver core with Davis Mills at quarterback? Not, not at all. Not at all. Because he's not going to have the opportunities to get Anthony Miller targets consistently to get uh, Brandon Cook's targets consistently, which he has, so I'm not going to mention him, but Brandon Cook's is his own man. We also brought in Chris Conley. Nico Collins comes back soon, and what we're going to talk about later, going to transition to the tight end group, you know, they're giving Brevin Jordan a lot of healthy scratches, and last week they mentioned that he's continuously learning the game of football in the NFL and how to operate. 
But I will make the case. Okay, if you're gonna if you're gonna jeopardize, not jeopardize, prioritize evaluating, go ahead and put him out on the field. You might as well if you're not going to bring in a quarterback, guys. The idea of not bringing in a quarterback right now, when you're sitting at one and three with an opportunity, the New England Patriots ain't playing that great of football. Never mind what Chris Collinsworth is preaching on NBC. Never mind his GPA, Mac, Mac Jones GPA. Never mind any of that. Any of that. Right now, the New England Patriots are one and three, just like the Texans. They're not playing great football. They will on Sunday because Bill Belichick will defies a, a bring up a scheme that's going to hurt Davis Mills. But outside of that, they're not playing good football. Indy ain't playing good football. Okay, so this is still a winnable. Tennessee is barely winning some of these games. That's sitting at two and two. So you mean to tell me you're not going to prioritize making your team better? If that's the case, everything that you get stuffed in folks' mouths all offseason, throw that out the window. Throw it all. It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to me. And I've always made the point that if you go get Cam Newton, Cam Newton is going to be your starter until the season ends. You don't bring in Cam Newton for three to four games and say, okay, well, thank you. You don't do that. So Houston is in a tough position. I, I recognize that. They're in a tough position because – a lot of the backup quarterbacks out there or those practice squad quarterbacks, they have a, a certain verbiage in their contracts to where other teams can't get them. And I understand that. So they're, they're in a bad position, but that goes back to what they should have done in the offseason. There's no way. There's no way I'm going into a season with Tyrod Taylor as my number one quarterback, who isn't a bad quarterback, has been in bad situations, has had bad circumstances. And my backup up until week one of the NFL regular season when they cut him was Jeff Driscoll. Remember that? Jeff Driscoll was number two on the, on the depth chart. Number three is my rookie out of Stanford who has had abysmal games, abysmal practices. And number four is number four. But number four ain't here no more. Okay? And so back then, you didn't think it was smart to go ahead and, and, and find some of these quarterbacks that can come in and compete that has NFL experience? Get out of here, man. Get out of here. It doesn't make any damn sense. And you're going to feed that bull crap to the fans and viewers. Then you're going to feed. I, I, did you hear this? He also said, David, I still think we're a running team. Come on, man. Hey, hey, I've, I've been rooting for Cully. And on this show, we are we have either rooted or rooted against, but we are notoriously known for walking back our statements and giving credit when credit is due. Got your first win against Jacksonville, another, against another rookie head coach or quarterback. Good. Had a couple of good coaching outings in two games you could have won. Understand that. But God damn it, reality has set in. Make a change. You didn't make a change at halftime. You didn't make any halftime adjustments. And none of the games you could have won. You didn't make any halftime adjustments. At least make during the week adjustments. I'm, I'm sorry. All of this was sparked by a hearing, I still consider this a running team. How in the hell do you consider this a running team when you brought in the youngest running back can't run worth a, a lick? 2.6 yards per carry, 1.7 yards per carry. Get in the game with negative rushing yards. Get that crap out of here, man. Get it out of here. Get it out of here. I'm sorry for the rant, but ladies and gentlemen, one thing I would not want you to do is bet money for the Houston Texans. You're going to lose every time. You're going to lose. But if you still want to bet money, win some extra money, 
You need a trusted website that you can bet on sports, bet online is the only spot you can go, you should go to. BetOnline is the number one spot for all of pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. Bet online where the game starts now. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And continuing here with this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans, John and listeners, before we start talking about the tight end, <laughs> I see you are still kind of <laughs> fuming over there, John. And I, and I hate to say this, but I wanted to bring this to your attention and to the listeners as well. Yesterday, David Cully said, despite Davis Mills's struggles against the Buffalo Bills, he said that it never crossed his mind to make the substitution to bring in Jeff Driscoll. It never what? It never crossed his mind to bring in Jeff Driscoll despite Davis Mills' struggles. In the month of January, people are getting ready, teams are getting ready to play NFL, playoff football. For those of you on YouTube, you see the shirt. For those of you at home or listening in your car who don't see the shirt, I'm wearing it. Sorry, I can't. I have plans for my couch. That's what Houston going to be wearing around January. Hey, y'all going to the playoffs? Sorry, I can't. I have plans with my couch. Y'all going to compete for a wild card spot when that was 17 games? Sorry, I can't. I have plans mm-hmm. with my couch. Sad, I know. But at the end of the day, the Houston Texans are more than the issues that they have going on at quarterback and John four games into the regular season more so after Tyrod Taylor went down this entire offense has looked terrible but I do believe one of the positions that we are overlooking given the issues at quarterback given the issues with the Texans run game has been how the Houston Texans are utilizing their tight ends and John and listeners, I truly do believe that the Texans are not using their tight ends correctly. Why? Because in three of their first four games, this is a tight end group that has not been great. And this was brought to my attention because throughout, it seems like the Texans history, they always have had the ability to have an effective tight end group. However, on the flip side, when you take a look at the Houston Texans tight end core in 2021, they are using them extremely wrong because first and foremost, the Texans want to use their tight end in helping with their run blocking, which means that they are depending on Jordan Akins to be one of their primary blockers to help out the front five. And John and listeners, that is an awful game plan because as great and as good as Jordan Akins has looked ever since he came to this organization, he has never been a tight end who could be used for his blocking. As a matter of fact, so far this season through the first four games, Jordan Akins has averaged a combined blocking grade, according to Pro Football Focus, of 35.2. 
Jordan Aikens is at his best when he is used as one of the primary pass catchers in the passing game. In 2021, four games in, Jordan Aikens has only recorded 53 yards in six catches. Well, I'm going to tell you how many uh, um, receiving yards Jordan Aikens was able to record last year. Four games in, this guy already had a total of 168 yards on 14 catches. They want to use Pharaoh Brown as that versatile pass catcher, but Aikens is at his best when he's the pass catcher. And by the way, I don't understand why they're utilizing Jordan Aikens as, as an additional blocker when Pharaoh Brown is at his best when he is blocking and helping out that front five. Pharaoh Brown has a pro football focus grade blocking on average right now of 70.1. And the worst part about it is Jordan Aikens has been used more so as a run blocker, as a pass blocker than Pharaoh Brown as of right now. Let me let me give you guys some numbers really quick uh, that I was looking up briefly. <clears throat> right now, the Houston Texans tight ends, if my calculations are correct, they're averaging just a little bit over three targets per game. Sorry. Three catches per game. They're not just, using them correctly. Just, they just, just want to use them as pass blockers. I want run blockers. you guys to hear what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I, I apologize. They're averaging a little bit over three targets per game combined. Two tight ends are getting an average of three targets per game. They're also averaging combined only 38 yards per game. Give you guys a little bit insight of that. Right now, right now, Farrell Brown is 31st in the league of tight ends, a yards per game, and Jordan Aikens is 38 yards per game. There's other teams in this league that are able to get more production out of one player than Houston has been trying to get. Out of two players. And why is that? Well, I think Farrell Brown, I think Farrell Brown is a good player, by the way. You and me I both. I think that Farrell Brown fell into the position that Darren Fells did. Gave us a really good year last year. We're going to bring you back and expect the same thing this year. And right now, whether that may be play calling, whether that may be prioritization or who gets the ball. You know, I did a show last week for the Overdue Bills podcast. And I also did this with the crossover. And I said, I believe the tight end group needs to step up. They need to be, as a unit, the next go-to option for this rookie quarterback. He ain't been able to find him. Plain and simple. Why is that? I mean, I, I can't really answer that question. I do think they're not really prioritized, which is another reason why I'm pissed off, because the hype and, the, and how you were bigging up your tight end unit heading into the season, it's like – you guys hyped, just like last year in a sense, you guys hyped up a lot about what you like about this team for us not to see it on Sunday. That's what I'm getting. And, and, you're, and you're right. So the RPOs, those get redundant. It gets redundant. It got redundant when you had Deshaun Watson. So how do you think it is now in the offense that doesn't feature Deshaun Watson? Okay? I do think when Tyrod Taylor comes back, we will see more of a production – from the tight end group, but I also have another issue. 
Maybe Jordan Aikens should not be one of those line down tight ends. Maybe Jordan Aikens should be spread out a little bit more. Maybe hey, Jordan Aikens. Uh, and let me see what Jordan Aikens, his 40 time. Let me check that out. I want to see what Jordan Aikens' 40 time is. But maybe he should be used more so as a pass catching tight end than what you've been trying to establish him as since he came into the league. And that is my whole entire point, John. Like, I don't understand what the Houston Texans are doing with this offense, especially knowing that Tim Kelly, a guy we gave a lot of praise and a lot of credit to, especially how he was handling this offense through the first, what, six quarters. I don't understand why they what are they doing with their tight ends plus by the way if you're going there if you're going out there on the field with a rookie quarterback and davis mills why not utilize jordan akins as a pass catcher catcher to give him a, another reliable option to throw to absolutely. it doesn't make sense absolutely and not only does it not make sense it don't make sense i, mean, I don't even know <laughs> y'all see that y'all see james winston when he, when he said well, like my coach said i oh, what my coach said my coach said, you strong, and I said, we strong. We're going to be strong together. It's something like that, but, <laughs> you know, I, I look at it like the most production you've ever gotten out of Jordan Akins has always been when he's able to really get out there and make a move with the ball and catch it. You know, get him out once of again, space. Once again, I, I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but four games into last season, he had 168 yards on 14 catches. Right. Right. And he, let, and he averaged – what he averaged 10 point, he averaged 11 catches, 11 yards per catches last year, uh, almost 12 the year before that, right? This year he's under nine, okay? It's, 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 it hasn't been with a fumble, only, uh, like I said, six targets, six catches off 10 targets, four games, so 10 divided by two point something per game. Like, allow him to do what he's good at and what we've seen him be good at is a pass catching tight end. And if you want to bring in another body, you brought back Farrell Brown for that. You also have uh Steve O'Clair. Yeah, I thought he did a decent job of blocking in the uh Jacksonville Jaguar game. I thought he did. You also have Rex Burkhead who should be a, who, who should be an option to really help chip block on some of these plays. Jordan, excuse me, Jordan Akers is not one of those down blocking tight ends and he's never has been. He's been He's been getting better at it since he came into the league. But use his ass as part of that wide receiver core. Especially considering Nico's still out, Danny's still out, uh, and Chris Con- Chris Collins ain't, ain't paid off work the damn. Get somebody else's hands around that ball, man. I'm sorry this evening. Uh, uh, what Today, guys, uh, I just... <laughs> You know what, John and listeners, the worst part about it is we are only four games into the season. Without number four, by the way. Who, by the way, I, I didn't even want to bring this up, but I've been seeing it on Twitter, and for the first time in a long time, I really agree. The way that man quit on this team deserves his own discussion and story uh, about how he ended up with that contract, giving folks money. That pay that, that worked in the cafeteria to where he is right now, Cody. I, I don't get it, but I will say this before we move on. Yes, Houston has been underutilizing and misusing their tight end group a hundred percent. 
One. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts your car needs, okay? Save time and money when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or call it a car dealership? Sorry. For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $350 from a chain store when it's only $216 from Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, okay? Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck right now. Right locked in, sorry, right locked on Texans in the how did you hear about us box so they know we send you. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices are the car parts you will ever need. Thanks for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL Scott Matt Williamson give you the NFL expert analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. Mood is still high, you know, uh, especially with, you know, we're still early in the season um, and our conference isn't doing well as a whole. So we still got a chance, you know, you, the biggest thing is just winning your conference and then going from there. So I feel like it's still early. We still have a lot of hope. Everyone's still positive. And like I said, the biggest thing is just watching film and trying to correct it. That was David Johnson on Monday. I had an opportunity to ask him what was the mood of the locker room following a 40 to nothing loss to the Buffalo Bills. And of course, as expected, you know, you don't really expect these players and these coaches to really tell you what's actually going on. And whether you want to believe him or not, and ladies and gentlemen, I don't believe him, there is still some type of hope for the season. And later on during his media availability, David Johnson got into how, yes, Sunday's loss was bad. This is a team that's riding a three-game losing streak. But you got to keep in mind that we are only four games into the season. We saw how good this team looked when everyone was healthy. Plus, and John, this was something that you alluded to, that the whole entire AFC South has been terrible. The Tennessee Titans, they are sitting at 2-2, two and two, and they are really falling short of the high expectations that I had for them. Um, the Indianapolis Colts, they look bad, and we think things are looking bad in Houston. I don't know what the hell is going on down there in Jacksonville, but... Well, you mean David, with, you mean with Urban Meyer? Uh, yeah, getting yeah. yeah, we don't know what's going on with that situation, but he should have been on the couch. <laughs> but I say all that just to say David Johnson did say that despite how bad things look right now, that when healthy, he does see this team as a playoff caliber team. And even though it sounds crazy, and no, I do not believe that this is going to be a team that's going to be able to win the playoffs, he did say. All they have to do is win their division. And, John, hearing David Johnson say that, looking at the reality of the situation with the Texans quarterback, this is what makes me frustrated. Because given how bad everybody has talked about this team, given how bad Deshaun Watson has quit on this team, we're going to talk about that on tomorrow. Nick Casario should be doing everything possible to say, okay, we know how good this team is when we had at least a decent quarterback. Why not go out and sign a decent quarterback that can keep your head above waters until Tyrod Taylor comes back? 
it's just it i hate to say this and i probably make this the title of the show it doesn't make sense they are literally despite sitting at one and three they are still number two in their division and like i mentioned do you know what this would do for this organization if they went out and at least competed for a wild card spot they still have hope in this season but it seems like management and the most important people to this organization nick casario jack easterby i hate to say it, david cully they are failing not just a rookie quarterback in davis mills but the whole team in general because you can see that this is a team that want to go out there and compete absolutely absolutely cody and let me let me say something real quick as of right now the texans only have two teams remaining on their schedule with winning records that's the rams that's the cardinals that's the Rams. That's the Cardinals. Right now, two, two teams. teams. Okay. And a lot of these other teams, I'm looking at their schedule right now. The Dolphins sit at one and three. Titans two and two. Jets one and three. Coats one and three. Seahawks two and two. Jacksonville Jaguars on four. Chargers, I'm sorry. They are also two and one. They play tonight against, they play yesterday against the, uh, I'm sorry. They play tonight against the Raiders. So they have three teams with winning, with winning records and over 10 games left. And the Titans, they, they end up the season with two and two against the Titans. You know what I like to hear from this running back group, whether it's Mark Ingram, whether it's David Johnson, I don't really hear, don't want to hear anything from Philip Lindsay. Don't care to hear anything from Philip Lindsay. What I like to hear is a little bit of what Todd Gurley said a few years ago when he still had uh, Jeff. I don't want to be another eight and eight, nine and seven, seven and nine season Fisher. I don't want to run a middle school offense. And the last couple of games has been very middle schoolers. And that may be a little stretch, but a mundane, predictable, vanilla offense, let's mix it up a little bit. Be real about the situation because the reality of the situation is, you know, they can't keep compete for a wild card spot. They will have to win their division, right? And that's okay. What, what We are in week four currently. So there's 14 weeks left. Texans have 13 games left. Another 13, only three of those teams have winning records right now. One is undefeated. The L.A. Rams lost against the undefeated team, the, uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals. And you have the Chargers, who, are, who is a damn good team. They and by the way, Oakland, yeah. and by the way, I'm sorry to cut you off. By the way, that Miami Dolphins game is really winnable because Tua is not going to be back in town. Right. Plus, yeah. Will Fuller might not be available for that game as well because he went down with an injury on yesterday. And and if we're going off, if we're if we're judging based off the first three games, what are some winnable games? Miami is a winnable game. The uh, Colts is a winnable game, depending on how they game plan. Because I haven't been that overly impressed with Mac Jones, and I like him for uh, New England, but I haven't been overly impressed like Chris Collinsworth has. You know, that may be a winnable game, but I, I just – I'm not going to pick that one because of what I believe that defense can do to a rookie quarterback, right? But on, on site right now, the Colts, the Dolphins, the Jets, the Colts, the Jaguars again, and, and, and so that's five games that are very winnable. What a toss-up. You know, you may, may get one out of, out of Tennessee, may be able to squeeze one out of the Seahawks because right now they, they don't look as stout as I thought they would. Overall, what I'm saying is David Johnson is right. With one and three, second in your division, I think in order for them to make a real push, they have to win the division. I just don't think that's high on their priority list. The playoffs is not on the priority list for Houston, Texas. But you have 
Three teams will win the records out of 14 games left. 13 games left. So David Johnson's right. The mood around the locker room, whatever the case is, I saw the story, I saw the quote, whatever. The reality of the situation is it ain't gonna get done. It starts now, right? It starts like it started, it started on Monday. It starts. And y'all ain't made a move to improve the most important position in this entire sport. Not only have y'all not made a move, y'all don't want to. I'm John from Sports Guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Follow me on Twitter. You see it. Oh, sorry, right here. Some sports guy. Take those same two thumbs. Go to YouTube. Subscribe to the Locked On Texans Twitter. I mean, our YouTube page as well. Okay, I also want to mention something real quick. Those YouTube comments, I love them. I want to read one out real quickly. Uh, this is what Cal McNair gets for choosing Jack East to be over the Texans. Poor coaching. Why even draft a quarterback that doesn't have experience? We need help now. This is from the listeners. That's how they feel. Man, Texas is going to have a lot of work if they want to reestablish the relationship that they once had with their fan base. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are locked on Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.